0: Welcome to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Today I'm joined by Maggie Ann Martin, a young adult author of two books, To Be Honest and The Big F. Hi
1: Maggie, thank you for joining me today on Megan's Bookish Life. You're so welcome. Thanks for inviting me to join you.
0: I have to bring up how we met. And if you don't remember, that's totally fine. I absolutely Um, remember. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we went to the Tracy Garvis Graves event in Iowa. I traveled down from Chicago. And I remember we were like in the same like talking group. And you were like, oh, yeah, I'm an author too. And everyone's like, whips out their Goodreads account and we're like, we're (laughs) adding your books. And then I went to the bookstore next door um, that was hosting the event. I found, to be honest, your book that you signed. And I was like, I'm snatching this so quickly. Yay. So I got that. And then I went back to the hotel I was staying in and like, TMI. But I took a bath and I was like reading it. And I was like, this is like the perfect day of my life. Oh, yay. <laughs> That's Awesome. So I wanted to just dive right in. I would love to know how you started writing because I know you received your Bachelor's of Arts from English and Journalism. Did that help with writing or did you what tell me about your writing journey?
1: Totally. So I remember I went to the University of Iowa, so I remember Uh, meeting with my advisor and saying, I want a double major in journalism and English. And she was like, "Mm, you might hate that because that's a ton of writing. And I was like, no, that's that's what I like to do. So I was okay with it. So yeah, it definitely helped me. I uh, wrote a ton while I was in college on the side, also wrote books. So (laughs) it was a lot of writing, but that was kind of my catharsis at that time. Like when I was stressed out about school and life and other things, I was Writing books on the side too. So, yeah, I, I've always loved writing and I've never felt like there was too much writing in my life. <laughs> so, I'm going back to
0: school after 10 years to get my bachelor's, um, majoring in journalism and minoring in English. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah, writing is, it takes some stress off. So, I understand as mm-hmm. a writer too, writing books is the smart way to go when you are stressed with writing. You have to write at school. Totally totally. I have to bring up too that you are an author of two really good YA books, The Big F and To Be Honest. So for those who don't know, aka my mother, YA <laughs> is short for young adults. <laughs> what made you want to write YA books? Was it like, there a certain YA book, and adult book that you read and you're like, yep, I want to do this. It's my time to shine.
1: Oh, uh, so I was a huge reader of YA. I pretty much exclusively read YA up until like a couple of years ago, like way past when I was like in the age range of being a traditional YA reader. I think it's just a really exciting time to read about characters really finding themselves and um, learning how to interact with the world around them. And so I kind of always knew that I wanted to write YA. Um, I would say the first YA books that I really loved that made me want to write, at least for to be honest, when I had um, a plus size main character was when I read uh, Julie Murphy's book, so Dumplin, um, and that whole series, I read her books, and I was like, oh, I guess the market is now taking plus-size characters who are comfortable in their skin and they aren't going on a weight loss journey as the plot of the book. So um, her books were kind of the very first ones that I thought to myself, hmm, maybe this is something that I can do and explore and kind of add my voice to that topic.
0: I knew that your book, to be honest, was a plus-size heroine. Mm -hmm. Love that So, Savannah, the main character, I'm trying to give spoilers. A lot of the Goodreads reviews really commend that, as do I, as a plus size woman. Without too many spoilers, were you nervous to write like a typical character that wasn't five, eight, shiny blonde hair and
1: skinny? I don't think I was nervous. I think I was excited to do that. My first book, I really don't talk about my main characters weight or size she, it's kind of ambiguous I think because when that first one came out I was kind of like I don't know if I want to like go into that subject on this one and then I pitched to be honest to my editor and I was like I really I really want to write a fat main character who has her own romantic plot and she said go for it that's exciting so I guess. I wasn't nervous. I was excited to explore that I have. um, Like I said, reading Julie Murphy's books were super inspirational to me. I also have you seen the show My Mad Fat Diary? Have you watched that show? Don't even talk to me. Yes.
0: <laughs> I freaking love that show. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Yes. Yeah, so I had like just watched that show too. So I was just like in this, like I want to add to this conversation. um, And I hadn't really read a book where the main tension of it was between the main character who was comfortable in her skin and her mother who was not. And so I really wanted to explore what that dynamic would be like with kind of the younger person helping to like educate and inform the older person in their life, um, how to be comfortable um, in their body and the way that it is at that present moment. So that was exciting for me to explore.
0: Savannah and her mother definitely have a rough patch a little bit because Savannah is a typical, a typical lady who, who doesn't know how to get across to her mom that she doesn't need to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a hard subject. And you mm-hmm. wrote it very well in that book. Thank you. The Big F, your first book, mm-hmm. was published in 2017 and, to be honest, was published in 2018. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you write both books at the same time? Was one finished before the other? Tell me.
1: Oh, so it was kind of a wild ride to get, to be honest, written. When I wrote The Big F, I was kind of writing it all throughout when I was in college, like since it was not on a deadline, no one was waiting for it. So I could kind of write it like whenever I wanted to, I could take as long as I wanted to editing it and things like that. Um, And then to be honest, it wasn't written until I pitched it. So I had been kind of working on like a proposal version of it for a class that I was in, but like very, very loosely became, to be honest, it wasn't like the exact pitch of what I ended up writing. But yeah, so the process, let me back up the process. So to be honest, <laughs> it got picked up uh, in December of 2016. No, December of 2015. Um, and then it went through... A couple rounds of edits and then copy edits and then once my copy edits were sent off so that's like they get the grammar and all of that really nitpicky stuff out of the way my editor said okay so what is next like what do you want to publish next and I didn't have a book written I just had like I said this proposal that I was working on for a, like writing the novel class in college And so I pitched it and I said, I'd really love to explore this uh, fat main character and kind of debunking the notion that fat is a bad word and things like that. And she was like, yeah, go for it. So I ended up writing, to be honest, the first draft in like two months, which was nuts. I uh, had some weekends where I think I wrote like 15,000 words in some weekends. It was probably not the ideal (laughs) method now that I'm looking back on it I would have given myself a little bit more space but I really wanted to get it done so that I could publish like the next year um after to be honest came out um so it was pretty fast and furious you know I got it done and I learned a lot about time management yeah it's it's a book now so there's that (laughs) Well, you did
0: traditional publishing. Did you always want to do that or was it like self-published back in your mind? Like, w- tell me about your traditional publishing journey a little bit.
1: Yeah. So my I like to say I have kind of a non-traditional route to traditional publishing. So um, my publisher, Swoon Reads, which is no longer uh, a publisher anymore, they had a website where anyone could upload their young adult manuscript to be considered for publication. And so I had uploaded the big F. I had been querying for agents for like almost a year on that one. And I had had some interest. Ultimately, no one was really biting or offering representation. So I was kind of at a point where I thought to myself, maybe this one isn't the one that's going to get published. And I'll kind of put it in a drawer and chalk it up to a really good experience. And then I had a an internet friend that I had met on a writing website that no longer exists, too. It's called was called Figment. And um, her book got chosen by Swoon Reads to be published. And I saw her kind of talking about that journey. And so I was kind of at this point where I was like, well, I feel like I've got nothing to lose uploading it, seeing if anything comes of it. Cause I was just going to, I was going to put the book in a, in a drawer and forget about it. And so I uploaded it and a couple months later got an email from my editor saying they wanted to talk about the book. And then um, it became like a real traditional publishing deal. So it's, not the typical route that people take to get traditionally published, but I'm really thankful for how it all happened. That actually is really cool. I feel like a lot of
0: people, well, all people on the internet, mm-hmm. are scared to upload manuscripts like that because they're afraid they're going to be taken advantage of, blah, 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 mm-hmm. they're going to keep their rights. Did Were you nervous about that, or were you just like, I'm going to do it no matter what?
1: Where I was, I had kind of... Put that one away. So I was, I was kind of like, ah, I mean, I didn't think anyone would steal it or use it or anything. So I wasn't nervous about it. It was a really neat experience, and the Swin Reads community was awesome. So it's kind of like Wattpad in that you could get on there and comment um, on books that you were reading and give feedback and stuff. So it was, it was really nice to during that time before it got picked up, like really going through and reading other people's stories because the whole thing was like, if you get more interactions, the editors might see it, you know. So it was kind of fun to go through and read what other people were submitting to.
0: Definitely inspiration, (laughs) especially on Amazon too, they say the same thing. They go, uh, the more reviews you have, Mm -hmm. the better people can see it. Mm -hmm. So I know some authors, they write, different genres like they branch out to kids books blah 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 Mm -hmm. I think you're wonderful at writing young adult but would you ever want to branch out of that genre
1: yes so I have a couple adult rom-coms up my sleeve that I'm working on so yes I would like to branch out a little bit into that arena
0: okay (laughs) so I'm not gonna push you but (laughs) um is it like are there slow burns? Are there friendships? Tell me the trope. Can you do that?
1: Mm-hmm. So the one that I'm working on now is like a slow burn second chance romance. Yeah. I'll
0: take it. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> I love romance rom-coms. And so I commend you because I cannot write those. <laughs> I can read those like, like my life yeah. depends on it. But- Mm -hmm. So I have this section where I just, like, ask, like, random book questions. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Number one in the random section of book questions. Are there any genres that you are not a fan of reading?
1: Mm. I read across so many genres. I work at a library, so I feel like I have to read kind of all over the place. I don't gravitate towards Westerns. I mean, other than that, I will read pretty much anything. Right now I'm like on a mystery thriller kick, which I, I have never really been into, but right now I'm really into it. So I don't know. I go in cycles of what I like, but I, I will read pretty much anything. If someone if someone says they've, they enjoyed a book, I, I will give it a try.
0: Yeah, I work at a senior living community and my resident's like ninety-four years old and loves Westerns. And he's like, Let me <laughs> let me have you borrow this book. And I
1: tried it, Maggie, and I was like, mm. Oh, okay. No. I, no. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. That's like my one where I'm like, eh. Yeah. I mean I,
0: I commend myself for trying, but then I was like, give it back and I was like, Yeah, just not my not my cup of tea. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You tried. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. Okay,
1: paperbacks or ebooks? Um, I like having a physical book, like a physical paperback, but I read probably more ebooks. I don't know. I, it's just so much easier, especially because I use the Libby app for libraries. Yeah. So, I mean, I use Libby all the time, so it's ebook.
0: I got a Kindle this December for, for Christmas. I never thought I'd be an ebook girl, but here mm-hmm. I am.
1: All mm-hmm. the time Libby. I'm
0: like cuz I don't do audiobooks like I used to. So ebooks are like my mm-hmm. my go-to. And I'm like, "Libby, okay, 30 holes at once." Right. So I can only <laughs> read two of them. <laughs> it's addicting. It is. Oh, I love Libby. Okay, would you rather read a character-driven book or a plot-driven book? So, maybe people are more different about this. Oh, go gosh, you go. You go for it. Character. <laughs> yeah.
1: Character. I really love uh exploring like what makes people tick. So I yeah, I feel like all of my books at least, I think of the characters first and then I try and think of how they would interact in the world around them and so I like to read books that really just like get to the heart of the character.
0: I think I'm a plot person because I thought about this question. Mhm. Um I think if they're too much into the character, like I've like I've seen I can't think of any book right now obviously at top of my head, but any character driven book I like a good backstory. Mm-hmm. If you keep going for three chapters about someone's green eyes, <laughs> I'm like, mm, where
1: where's the plot? Yeah, you need it to, like, keep rolling. Yeah. Correct.
0: Okay, so this is going to be a hard one. I should have prepared oh, you for this one. Okay, okay. If
1: your books were turned into movies, who would you want to see cast? Okay. Um, For, to be honest, there's an adorable dancer named Amanda LeCount that is plus sized and she I think does acting too and so she would be like perfect I, we would maybe dye her hair blonde she's a, a little redhead but she would be perfect I think for Savannah her mom oh gosh I do not I can't think off the top of my head who, I'm thinking like
0: um what's her name is it Selma Blair
1: oh yeah wouldn't that she, be good she would be good yes george hmm who's the kid from high school musical the musical the series larry i don't watch that
0: oh no okay i'm thinking the joshua bassett kid no
1: no no um the Uh redhead kid the more awkward one so what i'm
0: gonna do is i'm gonna google that after this and
1: see (laughs) see who that is Yes, fun uh, so fact about him. So he, um, my sister lives out in New York. And so in April, I managed to get us tickets to see Olivia Rodrigo. Um, and so she was in High School Musical, the musical of the series. And that kid, Larry Saper- Saperstein, something like that, he came to the concert. And it was, I, like, the crowd mobbed him. Like, it was insane for this, like, little Little redhead kid, with, like everyone just like descended on him, and I was like, "Who is that?"
0: This Larry kid needed a bodyguard. He did,
1: yeah. And I think they eventually like security moved him somewhere else. But I was like, he just got like general tickets and like yes. was like, "I'm gonna go for it." I was like, yeah, That's he brave. he's like, I know her, but I'm gonna
0: go in economy." So book recommendations, tell the tell me all of them. YA adult, whatever you want to tell me, tell me all of them.
1: Okay, so I have thought a lot about this because I I have some different categories of books I will recommend. So if we're, you're looking for like fat positive YA, obviously Julie Murphy, I've already mentioned Julie Murphy, um, Leah on the Offbeat by Becky Albertalli. So that is part of the like Simon versus the Homo sapiens agenda. It's in that world. It's his friend Leah. And she is queer and she is plus size and loves to drum. So it's really cool. Um and then I also love the book Mammoth by Jill Bagachinsky. And that one was kind of quiet. It didn't get as much hype, but she was an off a debut during the same time that I debuted. And it was about a girl who wanted to be a paleontologist. And so yeah, it was And she was plus size and like really into fashion. It was really cute. So Mammoth was cute. As far as YAs that I've read lately that I'm really liking. So I'm in the middle of reading Home Field Advantage by Dahlia Adler. Did you read Cool for the Summer by Dahlia Adler? That sounds so familiar. I don't think so. Yeah. So her first one, um, it's really cute. It has a, a girl on the front and she has like heart sunglasses yeah and are you talking about a boy and a girl and so it was yeah um like a bi panic adorable rom-com so loved that one and then home field advantage is about a girl comes onto this football team she moves into town and is taking over as quarterback and um falls for one of like the main cheerleaders it's really cute yeah really liking it so far um other fun ones The Girls I've Been by Tess Sharp. So that one is being turned into a movie starring Millie Bobby Brown. Stop. Yes. Uh, Icons only. Icons only. So she, the premise of that one is this girl has grown up. Her mom kind of taught her how to be a con artist, like all through her childhood. And so it flashes back between her childhood, like learning how to become a con artist. And then in the present day, She is in the middle of a bank that's trying to be robbed and she's held hostage. And so she has to get her and her friends out of this hostage situation by using like the skills that she learned as a con artist to like help get them out. So that one was really good.
0: These books sound so good. These are all (laughs) going to be linked in the bio, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I am so excited for that one to get turned into a movie because I think it'll be like perfect. And I think that one was a good mix of plot and character. so
0: We, we love to see it. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. What other good ones? And then if you're into like historical YA, I just read a really great one called Anatomy, A Love Story by Dana Schwartz. I don't I've know heard
0: if... of that one. I almost bought it at Target the other day. Is yes. it worth
1: it? It's worth it. So the cover's really pretty. It's like the dress looks like an anatomical heart. Um, like splayed out around her and so it's about a girl in 1800s edinburgh scotland and she's from like a a well-to-do family but she wants to be a surgeon which women didn't do at that time and so she uh dresses up like her deceased brother and goes to class to become a surgeon uh so it was really cool um i i really really liked that one she kind of befriends and maybe has more feelings with a kid who um grave robs and like sells the bodies to like surgeons so that they can practice surgical
0: practices s-
1: yeah <laughs> so they can practice like opening people up and yeah
0: i want this i'm where's my phone i put this on the <laughs> This is my Amazon wish list, wish list, everybody. Okay, keep going. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those are those are my ones that I've really loved lately. So I think I could go on forever. But those are like my top, my top ones that I would recommend.
0: Whenever someone asks me for recommendations, I just think of the the current thing I'm reading.
1: Thank you for actually thinking about that. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Because I'm I'm reading Denise Williams, um, oh, how to it. fail at flirting. She I can't give anything away, but she might be on my podcast. We, Heck we, yeah. Don't, we don't we don't know yet. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm reading how to fail at flirting, that and so good. yeah, it's her debut, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I read um the fastest way to fall, loved it, and I read mm-hmm. her like ebooks recently. And she's normally like kind of a slow burn ish kind of mm-hmm. person, but this how to fail at flirting is like let's do this. Yep. And I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. But that's that's my recommendation is Denise Williams.
1: Yeah, she is awesome. She so we met at the Tracy Garvis Graves event, but Denise also did one of those events at that same bookstore. And she's so funny. So if if you have her on your podcast, she'll make you laugh. She's she's great.
0: We love a good Denise Williams. (laughs) Okay, Maggie, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you. I thought this was a wonderful discussion. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being
1: on. Gosh, thanks for having me. It was super fun to chat.
0: Yeah. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening to Megan's Bookish Life, a podcast where literary meets lifestyle. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Megan's Bookish Life Podcast.